my rule is when I'm storm chasing, you know, if I see debris, if I see destruction, if I see things getting destroyed by a tornado, I stop. And that's the end of the chase. And I stop and I go and I help and I help any way I can. You're listening to the Mental Health Download from the nonprofit Mental Health Association, Oklahoma. I'm Matt Gleason. On today's episode, we have John Haverfield. John is a longtime meteorologist with KJRH TV here in Tulsa. So we're going to be talking to John a lot about weather anxiety, um, some of those coping skills that he's learned, and those bits of wisdom that he shares with the public. Then after we talk to John Haverfield, we're going to talk to Julie Summers, who is the association's director of outreach prevention. And she's going to talk about from a clinical perspective, how people who are experiencing weather anxiety can identify those symptoms and what they need to do next. Okay, let's get started. The Mental Health Download starts now. We all know here in Oklahoma that severe weather can strike at any time. And so did you ever experience any weather anxiety yourself growing up? When I was a kid, actually, I was pretty fearful of uh, storms and tornadoes. And I've met other meteorologists in the field who kind of have a similar story to me. It's kind of interesting uh, where they've been just kind of obsessed with weather ever since they were little. Uh, For me, it was watching The Wizard of Oz uh, when I was three or four years old and seeing the tornado there in in the uh, beginning of the movie. And that just kind of got me fascinated. And from then on, I kind of watched all these VHS tapes about tornadoes and unfortunately the destruction that they can cause. And and being so young, um, I think that kind of uh, scared me quite a bit. And I remember May 3rd, 1999. um, I know pretty much every Oklahoman remembers that date where a F5 tornado hit to Moore, Oklahoma. And there was also storms that moved toward Tulsa. I'm originally from Tulsa. I've lived here most of my life and and grew up in the South Tulsa area. And there's actually a a storm with a tornado coming toward Tulsa. And I was very, very scared and and was kind of freaking out. And my parents did a great job of, of calming me down. I was eight years old at the time. And having seen and having kind of taken in all this information about tornadoes and the, the awful things they can do uh, kind of kind of made me scared at a young age. Um, but I think that uh, sense of being afraid kind of turned into intrigue. And from then on, I just wanted to know as much as I could about tornadoes. And once I got a little older, I actually started chasing tornadoes. And uh, since then, I've seen 53 tornadoes in my life. And um, I mean, it's just something I live for. And uh, I think they're still very, very fascinating, but uh, something that definitely needs to be respected, much like anything else in nature. Um, you know, I relate it to um, uh, a lion, uh, you know, a beautiful lion out in Africa, um, you know, gorgeous animal, but, you know, it, it, it can attack you and it can hurt you. But uh, of, of course, the, the tornado that, uh, that we like to see as storm chasers are ones that stay out in the field and, uh, don't impact homes or towns or anything like that. And of course, that's the last thing we, we want to see as a storm chaser. And unfortunately, because we are so close to tornadoes, we um, are some of the first responders um, to tornado damage. And uh, unfortunately, I was very close to the more tornado in 2013. 
which was another EF5, and we were some of the first responders on scene. And um, it was just a nightmare um, to uh, see the damage that was caused uh, by that tornado and having to to see the families that were literally ripped apart by that tornado. So it, it was um, definitely a, a terrible day uh, to live through, uh, that's for sure. Can you kind of think back to when you're eight years old and explain to the audience what that actually feels like to legitimize what that what those emotions are and that they are real? Explain that to us. You know, kids are exposed to terrible images on TV these days, and a lot of those contain destruction of, of what uh, nature can do and what storms and tornadoes can do. And so they see that. And then whenever they hear a tornado warning or a tornado is coming, they imagine the worst case uh, scenario. And that, of course, can be frightening uh, to not only kids, but uh, you know, adults as well. Um, and, and for me, it just, I mean, I just envision this big monster tornado coming straight at me. And, you know, there's, there's really nothing you can do. Um, but as a part of, of my job with um, the TV station, you know, we go to, uh, different schools uh, around um, Tulsa, and we have a weather talk and weather safety talk to uh, some of the, the kids there in the elementary schools. And and one thing I tell them is, as long as you have a plan and you know that plan, you're going to be totally fine. And that's and that's the case. Um, and I think it's it's good to to tell uh, kids kind of the odds of being hit by a tornado and the odds of getting hurt by a tornado, because in reality they're very 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 low. And and the, the stuff that we see that the big tornadoes, um, the EF5s, are the ones that cause the most destruction, those actually happen less than 1% of the time. So less than 1% of, of all tornadoes are the big EF5 tornadoes. And 98% of the tornadoes that to happen, you can survive if you're in the right place, in a, in a basement or interior closet or in a tornado shelter, uh, in a bathroom, in the bathtub and you can survive that tornado. So that's what I tell the kids. As long as you have that plan in place and you're, you're going there, you, you can't survive, and there's really nothing, nothing to be afraid of. And my advice, too, for parents who would have children that would uh, be dealing with severe weather anxiety is uh, be, you, you yourself should watch the tornado coverage just so you know uh, what's happening. But I would maybe d- distract them somehow, maybe play a game or something like that um, that would kind of take their mind off of the storm and the loud noises and the wind and, and the hail and stuff like that. Think about when you were eight years old, what plan would have helped you cope with your weather anxiety better? Well, for severe weather season, you, you got to know your, your place to go. So that's, that's usually an interior closet or interior bathroom without windows on the first floor. And if you have a tornado shelter, obviously that's the place to go. If you have a basement, that's the place to go. If you live in a mobile home, you want to leave the mobile home and go to a substantial building or a tornado shelter that's already in place. So anywhere you are, you need to have these, these plans in place long before uh, thunderstorms form. But we're talking in the wintertime, you need to get these, these plans in place. Um, so that would be uh, my advice. And, and also make it, make it kind of fun to do uh, for the kids. Um, you know, sitting in a closet, make sure they have, you know, toys or something they can play with or iPad they can watch um, shows on or something like that. And again, to kind of take their mind off of it and make it kind of a, a fun thing to do uh, to go to the tornado shelter so they don't relate going to the tornado shelter to danger. They can relate it to, you know, having fun and, 
and um, knowing that they're safe and just, you know, call it a safe place. And that's, and that's, and that's exactly what it is, is a safe place for tornado. So uh, it's just important for children to, to realize that once they're in that safe place, they're, they're, they're good to go. Uh, but I think, you know, it's not just, it's not just children who are, are suffering from severe weather anxiety. There's a lot of adults in that, that we see um, all the time uh, working at a TV station that will actually call us. Um, we've, we have people that will, will call us on a regular basis. Uh, I remember at my old station uh, in Waco, Texas, there would be a viewer that would call me every time I said tornado. Did you get to know her at all? I mean, did you get to know any of her story? Did you... uh, yes, uh, Marilyn was her name, and we just kind of got to know her just from from her phone calls. But she was kind of straight to the point whenever she called, and you know, she she seemed kind of agitated uh, most of the time when when she she talked to us, and we could kind of sense in her voice that you know she she was anxious. So I just told her you know the facts and told her that. Most of the time, there's nothing to worry about. Everything will be just fine. And it was interesting that, uh, you know, any time I said tornado, even if it wasn't for us, um, if I was just talking about a tornado earlier that day in another state, she would call. And, you know, now that it's moved to social media so much, there's less people, I feel like nowadays, that will call into a TV station. They mainly just write and comment on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, so you'll see a lot of comments on Facebook of people saying, uh, you know, I'm scared. What do I do? I'm in this town. Is this town going to be okay? Can you tell me about this town? And, you know, try our best in a severe weather situation where you know, there's so much stuff happening uh, to answer those, those people. But, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's hard uh, to, 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 to get to everybody, you know, especially in a severe weather situation. But, um, I, w- I would say, you know, a lot of people and especially uh, even my friends, I would notice that, the, you know, pay attention to the weather. They'll, they'll text me that morning and the, how bad is it going to get? And, you know, and some people, it, it really, really brings on uh, anxiety uh, for some. And, and I think that's kind of uh, our duty as, as a meteorologist is to kind of help calm those people as, as best as you can. Hey, John, you know, let's say someone in Tulsa calls you today and they say, you know, I'm almost embarrassed to say that I'm scared that, you know, it's going to thunder or it's going to lightning. You know, they're feeling that stigma of weather anxiety that they should just pull themselves up by their bootstraps, you know, that they shouldn't feel like this, um, that there's, you know, they're being babies or something like that. When in reality, it's a, a real emotion that we need to validate and we need to connect people to resources. So what, what resources would you recommend? Um, I would say if it, if it really starts affecting your day-to-day life and it starts affecting maybe your, your job and how you go about your day, you're kind of planning your day around storms and how to avoid them. And just the thought of, of storms really, really, really makes you anxious. Then I think, you know, it, it's time to kind of get in touch with um, professionals and, um, you know, reach out, um, you get professional help for anxiety. Um, and I think uh, contacting the Mental Health Association Oklahoma, um, they can reach out and connect you um, to any kind of, of help that you're, that you're needing and the help that would be the best for you as well. And there sh- that should absolutely be zero stigma on severe weather anxiety. Um, I mean, it, it it can be scary. It's a scary thing. Um, it, it's, it's tough, especially here in Oklahoma. 
John, thank you so much for pointing people to Mental Health Association. John, I want to go back to the the 2013 Moore tornado. Talk about the things that you saw there on the ground uh, back in 2013, and then um, how what that's like for survivors. That day was, you know, absolutely horrific day, and that's one thing that is dreaded by every storm chaser is rolling up to tornado damage and seeing injuries and um, seeing the destruction that is caused by a tornado. So that was really worst case scenario for us. And my rule is when I'm storm chasing, you know, if I see debris, if I see destruction, if I see things getting destroyed by a tornado, I stop. And that's the end of the chase. And I stop and I go and I help and I help any way I can. We, we all carry first aid kits. Uh, we're all CPR trained. Um, and there's been several times uh, where I've, we've come up to, uh, homes that have been completely destroyed and um, people that have been injured. Um, in, in the case of Moore, we actually came up to, to Briarwood Elementary, which got hit by the tornado. Um, thankfully, miracle. Um, no fatalities at the Briarwood Elementary. Uh, however, Plaza Towers, just a few blocks away, uh, had several fatalities, um, some first graders, which is absolutely horrendous. Um, to see and to hear about. And whenever I heard that news being on the ground or, uh, later that day, um, you know, you get emotional and to think that, you know, kind of something that you, you are passionate about tornadoes can, can cause such hell on earth like that um, is just hard to fathom. And I, I think one thing that, that was hard for me to, to see was, um, you know, the, the parents coming to Briarwood and not knowing if their kids survive or not. Um, that was that was hard, hard to watch. And I know those parents that lost their children in that tornado have to live with seeing even today some of the um, destruction that's still left behind and more. You know, some some things weren't rebuilt. Um, some houses are just still concrete slabs. Plaza Towers did get rebuilt, but um, you know, just seeing those reminders every day, I'm sure has to be hard. And of course, dealing with severe weather in the spring, especially, it, it's it's got to be hard for them to get reminded of something like that. And I think, you know, someone who, who, who is on TV and, and talking about, you know, tornadoes and trying to keep people safe need to keep that in the back of their mind that, you know, you're, you're talking to someone who might have lost a child in a tornado. So how are you going to act and, and talk to them to reassure them and to help them as best as you can to, to calm their nerves and not make their mind go back to that awful day? So in the aftermath of the, that 2013 tornado, the United Way of Central Oklahoma reached out to us, the Mental Health Association of Oklahoma, and said, look, we need you to help these survivors. This community is just, the trauma is just unreal. And so they actually generously funded our Sunbridge program, which is um, basically connecting people to resources in the community. And for those who have insurance, you know, we can point them to providers in the community. But for those who don't have insurance or have low incomes, you know, there's, we have a pro bono counselor's who are willing to open their doors for free and say, look, come in. I, I know you need help. Come in. We want to help you. Um, so that was, you know, the silver lining of such a horrible nightmarish event is that people, including the United Way of Central Oklahoma and these providers just really uh, opened their arms and their hearts to these people that were suffering. 
Um, John, I, I know you're a meteorologist and you've seen this, you've seen 53 tornadoes, but, you know, in the aftermath of that, you know, seeing that carnage and knowing that children died, how did that affect you personally, your mental health? And what did you do to cope with that? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I was definitely affected by it um, in the days and weeks following it. I think I, you know, to a certain degree had, had some type of post-traumatic stress uh, from that event. It kind of changed me in a way um, as far as, you know, I, I used to get really excited about big severe weather days, looking at the forecast and the models and, and getting excited. But the storm chasers the rest of that year and several years following, I didn't really get that excited. I kind of lost that excitement for tornadoes because you know seeing seeing what they can do firsthand just changes it all um because up until that point i had only seen tornadoes mainly out in fields or have caused minimal damage um and until that point when you see it firsthand and see a tornado and cause injuries and fatalities it it uh, it really changes things for you especially for a storm chaser and i know all the chasers out there can can relate. I think every chaser has that one tornado where um, it really kind of changed their outlook. The the chasers that have have been through it and and have seen it, they're you know they're it's like I, I really hope this doesn't happen because it's it's you don't want something like that to ever happen again. Um, and I think I kind of channeled that into you know doing as much as I can to help people be safe from tornadoes. So. John Haverfield, buddy, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I've been wanting to do this podcast for a long time now, so I think you've given the audience just some wonderful tips and insight. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you, Matt, of course. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So we're here with Julie Summers, who's Director of Outreach and Prevention Services for Mental Health Association Oklahoma. She was one of the people who helped uh, respond to people in the aftermath of the 2013 tornadoes and more. And she's just generally amazing. So, Julie, thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Julie, where I really want to start is um, let's, let's talk about warning signs of weather anxiety. So we all get anxious when storms roll in. You never know how severe they'll be, and so it makes us a little nervous. But having actual um, weather anxiety, having a problem that disrupts your functioning is a different deal. And it's a matter of intensity, really. So weather anxiety is a time when you find that your sleep is disrupted, you can't sleep, or uh, you can't focus on everyday tasks, or you're having difficulty uh, staying engaged with what's in front of you. Um, those are the kinds of things that are warning signs that you're having a, a little bit bigger problem. And anxiety is a very real disorder. It's something that's treatable. And so when people experience weather anxiety, we encourage that they um, take note of that and, and notice if it's impairing their everyday functioning. Like, are they, are they changing their plans with family, with friends? Are they uh, not able to get their everyday tasks done? Those are the kinds of things that are warning signs that something uh, deeper may be going on. You know, what, what would be, once you identify that, yes, um, I am experiencing weather anxiety, 
what would be the next step? What, what, what do you recommend for someone to do, you know, either an adult who's experiencing this or maybe a parent whose child is experiencing this? What, what are those next steps? Well, the most important thing you can do is to try to, whenever you feel anxious, try to do normalizing things like try to continue with your daily routine, do the things that are comforting to you, focus on self-care, um, and especially with children, be very reassuring, help them stay in their routines. Um, but if it is becoming something that is getting in the way of everyday functioning, it's important to get some help. So to contact a mental health professional and uh, check into a little bit further um, evaluation. You know, what, what would be, once you identify that, yes, um, I am experiencing whether anxiety, what would be the next step? What, what, what do you recommend for someone to do, you know, either an adult who's experiencing this or maybe a parent whose child is experiencing this? What, what are those next steps? People are welcome to call the Mental Health Association and we can help people get connected with resources. Um, any clinician who deals with anxiety disorders should be able to help. And so just looking online for psychologists or, or mental health professionals that deal with um, anxiety would be a good resource. Um, but again, if people need assistance in getting referred, they're very welcome to contact the Mental Health Association and we will help them get referred. Okay, so say I call uh, the association um, at 918-585-1213 or 405-943-3700, uh, you know, more than likely, uh, they're going to end up talking with um, the ever-amazing Lucinda Morty. Uh, you know, kind of explain to people how the Lucinda, what you know, how she's going to help them th from that point. Lucinda Morty is our Sunbridge Clinical Coordinator, and she is the one that you will reach and find on the other end of the phone if you call the Mental Health Association. She's also the one to whom any emails with uh, requests for assistance will be directed. And Lucinda will help you, um, first of all, have a conversation with you and then help you sort through what your needs are and help you identify resources that could help you. And um, if you have insurance or if you don't have insurance, there are still resources out there that can be of assistance. So she would be very happy to talk with you and help you um, to sort out what your needs are and what resources are available to meet them. In your experience, you know, talk about the the stigma that you've you've seen about weather anxiety. That you know that you've you've actually talked to people who are like, you know, I'm I'm fine. You know, this is just I need to pull myself up by my bootstraps. I need to you know just get out. You know, snap out of it. Um, you know, that there's just a lot of stigma on these, on weather anxiety that's going to keep people from reaching out for help. You know, it's interesting. People feel like anxiety because it's an everyday normal emotion is, is not a problem when it gets out of control, but we are hardwired to feel anxiety uh, when we're in danger. The difficulty is when that danger is distant and maybe magnified out of control uh, the anxiety gets magnified out of control. And there is a lot of stigma attached to seeking any kind of mental health services 
But um, whether anxiety is just as real as any other anxiety disorder, it's important that people recognize that when you're not able to attend to your everyday responsibilities, to your relationships, to yourself and your needs, that anxiety can be something that gets out of control, whether it's about weather or something else. And there's a time when you got to reach out and uh, ask for some help. Say somebody, you know, doesn't seek help um, and things begin to escalate. Kind of explain what happens in that untreated state and, and how things can become worse. If someone needs help and they don't get help, the symptoms tend to escalate and get more intense. And so... Uh, someone who is experiencing mild um, occupational or interpersonal problems, um, difficulties getting everything done, um, that can get far worse and people can get to the point of feeling immobilized by their anxiety and feeling like they can't uh, get out and do the things they need to do. So we recommend early intervention um, to get people focused on the help that they need to get so that it doesn't get worse, doesn't escalate. You know, with that in mind, let's talk about how your team responded to the uh, 2013 tornadoes and more. Um, talk about, you know, what, what that was like for you to see that on the news and then know that it's going to be your role to to reach out to that community and, and, and offer them any help you can. You know, in 2013, um, there was a huge tornado that struck Moore and, uh, in May of 2013. And there was also a string of severe weather events throughout other parts of the state in that same week or two weeks. And so um, as happens so often in Oklahoma, uh, Oklahomans opened their hearts and their wallets and contributed a lot of resources to United Way of Central Oklahoma to respond to those tornadoes. And Mental Health Association Oklahoma got to be a part of assisting with that response. And so we did a lot of outreach in trying to identify people that had been impacted by the tornadoes and to get them connected with resources. Um, I know that more youth and family services, for example, did an enormous amount of response. Uh, they did some things not only with uh, individuals that came into their offices for some counseling and support, but they worked in the more schools. And uh, Mental Health Association was able to help guide people towards the various programs that were out there and the resources that United Way had mobilized to make it possible for people to get the help that they needed. And we were, we're very proud of those efforts. Is there a story of a person who um, your team was able to help that, you know, kind of puts things into perspective? One of our former employees was who was based in uh, the more Oklahoma City area uh, was able to work with the National Weather Service down in Norman and to go down there actually and be in the National Weather Service offices during um, some of the severe storms in the subsequent seasons uh, around the more tornadoes and to uh, speak to people who were struggling. 
And I remember her telling me the story of one family in particular where uh, this woman became very distraught uh, anytime it got cloudy, as did her kids. And uh, our mental health staff member was able to talk with her and talk with her kids and help them to find some ways to structure their time and plan their uh, activities during storms so that they felt comforted and so they felt secure and also to get some mental health assistance uh, to help them to have a, a less intense response to storms in the future. I'm just so glad that your team's available. Um, you know, I've had people in my life affected by weather anxiety and to see that terror um, that comes is, is just heartbreaking. So I'm so glad that we're, you're, you're out there educating the community about this really important subject that um, we need more people to validate that, you know, weather anxiety is real, and it, and it, but it's also treatable. So there is hope. Um, Julie, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Um, I really appreciate everything you do. Thank you, Matt. Good to be with you. Before we close out, I just want to remind people, if you are experiencing weather anxiety or you have a child that's experiencing weather anxiety, please, please, please call Mental Health Association Oklahoma at 918-585-1213 or 405-943-3700. And just know that we understand that weather anxiety is real and we want to help you and we want to walk alongside you as you connect to treatment. Okay, go do good things.